Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast where we are on the eve of Omega's clock striking zero. It is lost in the mid card. Welcome to our 199th episode. Yes, we are also on the eve of episode 200, um, the big old 200. And uh, we have, we've been doing this for a little over four years now. Hard to believe we're already at 200 episodes, but... We're getting there. 199 tonight, the first one of February. We uh, start the road to WrestleMania somewhat. Uh, we, we, we get a little more information from AEW and a lot of other things to cover. But first, thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes and any of your favorite podcasting apps. What you got to do is search for Lost in the Midcard. Hit the subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way every Wednesday like we are back on our regularly scheduled day today. And, uh, you know, you also can keep the eye out for any specials that we may do throughout the year as well. You can subscribe also on the YouTube. The links to all that on our social media. Go to Facebook, facebook.com slash lostinthemidcard. Hit that like button. Or go to Twitter and hit that follow button at LITMC Podcast, where we also share a lot of great tweets within the wrestling world. I'm your host, Jeremy Bennett. You can find me on the Twitter at JB Huskers. As always, my co-hosts first on the Twitter at Raw F Showtime. It is Mr. Matt Black. Matt, how you doing? The universe righted itself. Yep. Just like I said it would. Raw, Raw sucked and SmackDown was Raw. Good. Raw was not good and SmackDown was back to form. Road Dog getting beat up on Monday did not prevent SmackDown from being a good show tonight. And I appreciate it. So... Yeah, things things are seemingly back to normal in the world of the WWE. Let's see how long it lasts. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, tonight wasn't a mind blowing episode, but it was a hot start and a very good set of matches we saw, and uh, it was it was like, back to form. It was wasn't a oh my god SmackDown, but it was a very good, enjoyable two hours of wrestling for damn sure. Our other co-host he is on the Twitter at no one like D Daryl Bullock. Daryl, how you doing? I'm good. Just came back from Charlotte. Wasn't totally disappointed, but yeah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, we can talk Wasn't about- totally disappointed. That is a ringing sound of endorsement from Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> when, when we get when we get down to the headlines, we uh, we'll, I'll get to the Charlotte show from New Japan. We can talk a little bit about your experiences and what went down. Um, but first, hey, this is a almost new tradition. A regular show. We we aren't covering a pay per view or anything, so. Uh, you know, uh, pretty soon, probably about eight months from now, uh, we may be kicking off the show talking about all e- what happened on All Elite Wrestling TV. So uh, why don't we just get started and just kick things off with All Elite Wrestling, guys? What do you think? Word. Uh, right, you're never going to get a complaint about you're never going to get a get a plane out of me talking about All Elite. So yeah. let's uh, let's let's rock it. I mean, All Elite is 2019 so far. Yeah, I mean, any big news story that we've had to talk about, even if it is somehow intertwined with the WWE, some seemingly somehow also relates to AEW. So 
2019 uh, is all elite, my friend. And, and not only are we going to talk about this week's edition of being the elite, we are also uh, we briefly uh, covered it, but we're going to cover both episodes of the Road to Double or Nothing, which is on Cody's Twitter uh, or YouTube account called Nightmare Family. So if you search for Nightmare Family or Road to Double or Nothing, uh, quick little five minute episodes. It's kind of a more I, I guess you would say, Matt, it's kind of a, a, a corporate, more corporate look. It's not a... It's a documentary, it's a documentary yeah. series. It's how they're doing their business, basically. And, and, and they give you a little... They give you some, uh, uh, some, 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 release, uh, some, some new information, uh, as, as we talked about last week with Jungle Boy. Uh, this week we've got a, a, another wrestler that has been added to the fold that was unveiled this week. And then a nice little cliffhanger even on on the road to double enough we'll get all all that but first episode number 137 on being the elite titled handshake agreement why well we'll talk about that in just a minute but first uh billy gunn cody rhodes and a a man with his face blurred out but uh i i i think you could gather by the the pink monster who it is uh, sitting there uh, at first, they, they, did, they weren't blurring his face. They were yeah, blurring his blurring mouth. mouth. Yeah, his yeah, mouth. His tooth. He doesn't want people to see his tooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is Christopher Daniels. <laughs> uh, so head of they, talent relations, Christopher Daniels. Yeah, head of talent relations. Uh, Billy Gunn is head head uh, head eight. Head what is the official title? Head trainer. Head trainer or head producer. Head trainer. He's also yeah. Yeah. He's like a producer. Yeah, he's a producer too. too yeah. I think yeah. he's gonna have multiple roles within the company. I mean, if they hired Matt Black, they wouldn't have to do all that. True, true. True. I'm I'm available. We're all available. I, I would love to work for AEW. We, we, we all got a price, and it's yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they they bring in pa- Hangman Page into the room for a little meeting, and uh, uh, it's kind of funny how they uh, discuss things like Hangman ain't in the room and then have – that information relayed by Christopher Daniels to Hangman Page at the at the fact that uh, they, they don't want Hangman Page just walking around in his gear anymore because, well, he's fat. <laughs> did, did this just totally look like a a uh, a dig at how WWE conducts business? And, and it, it just felt like this is kind of making fun of what they do at these kind of meetings. Did it, did it seem like that? Yeah, I honestly problem. didn't take it as that at all. I just, I took it as just them busting, busting Hangman's balls. Yeah, it, it, uh, it, it, I, I really didn't take it as a, like a, a dig at WWE or anything at all. But that I mean maybe it was. I I, did, I didn't take it that way. I, I think just the way the meeting went, it seemed like it was a dig at some some way of how they do their meetings and shit. I just just felt that way to me. Daryl, you thought so too, huh? Yeah, I thought the, I thought the same way. That's the first thing I took from it. Uh, by the by, the way, Hangman's not fat. He's just not ripped like Pac. Come on. So uh, uh, after the meeting with Paige, uh, Paige storms out. Well, well, they were they were talking. Uh, Billy and Cody were talking and wanted to relay something else to to Daniels, but uh, uh, you know, Hangman had enough of it and said, I, "I heard what you said," and got out. And then uh, the three guys congratulated themselves on uh, on running a great meeting, right? Um, it, it looks like uh, where the meeting took place, and then kind of where they're at after the they're like at a police station. Kind of look like they're at a in a police station. Well, Waterbury Police, I don't know. It was, it, it was hmm. Waterbury, Connecticut, right? I would assume. 
because Northeast Wrestling, they were at Northeast Wrestling. So, um, Darby uh, Darby Allen shows up as uh, Hangman and Cody are talking, and and once again Cody offers a million dollar contract. Uh, oops, can he do that? It, wh- oh, hey, Flip Gordon. I was really nice to see Flip on to see Flip on the show. Well, I really, I was really happy laughing. to see that. Maybe that gives us hope for Marty yet, but I doubt it. Uh, you never know. But, yeah, it was good to see Flip. It was kind of funny how Cody didn't recognize Flip at first. And, and Hangman acted like oh, it's, it's only been a few weeks. And, and Hangman acted like it was like a few years. And, uh, <laughs> oh, man. So then Cody realized. I bet you for them it probably has felt like a few years. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like all the work they've been putting in, you they, know, in just this in just this single month, it probably has really felt like that long since they last saw Flip. Be careful, son of a. Uh, it, it, the the reunion didn't uh, stay cordial for too long, as as uh, for some reason. Uh, well, we know the reasons, but. Flip said, uh, "Be careful with MJF." Why? Why? Why did that set Cody off, though? Is it because he st- thinks MJF is his his best buddy and was pissed that Flip would say that, or wh- what do you think set Cody off here? Because it was Flip saying it. Well, that's a good point. No, I think honestly, I feel if anybody would have besmirched the good name of MJF and Cody's mind, I think Cody would have flipped out. No but pun. No, having, no pun intended, flipped, right? I. Have, I. Yeah. No pun intended. But having Flip make the statement, I thought was 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 perfect. And so, uh, and then the, the the locker room comes out to break up the brawl, and and uh, we almost got a, a wardrobe malfunction from Scorpio Sky. Uh, whoops. <laughs> uh, the guys are are in Vegas. They're at the MGM Grand. They're kind of scoping it out, kind of kind of getting some estimates, kind of getting a feel of uh, how many seats they can fill. Uh, so thinking about fourteen grand, maybe can go into the MGM Grand, and that would set uh, a wrestling record for for the arena. I think the the previous record they mentioned on the show was was about twelve twelve thousand. So that's cool. Scorpio and and Kaz are uh, talking, to, uh, standing in front of a, a Muhammad Ali poster, getting ready to steal it, and they start talking about the uh, the snickering moment and what, what, what caused Kaz to have the Snickers. Uh, when they're interrupted with, uh, th- while they're interrupted by the uh, the bandit Christopher Daniels or the uh, <laughs> the bank robber Christopher Daniels, uh, he, he he comes strolling in with a bandana over his mouth. Has he got that fixed yet? You guys know? I would imagine he. Has. I would think so. Yeah. They're just obviously playing it out. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is they make fun of Daniels, but I mean, Hangman de- wears a bandana over his face a lot, but. I guess maybe just because it's Daniels wearing it, they got to laugh, right? And well, uh, Handman does it on the way to the rain, not you know, yeah, as far not, as not, not in the hall, <laughs> not in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Kaz, uh, Daniels is pissed and storms off, and, and Kaz and and uh, and Scorpio uh, steal the Muhammad Ali poster. So hopefully, uh, MGM cameras didn't catch that. Uh, so we're roaming the halls at MGM Grand, and uh, they show all the things uh, that has happened in the arena. Oh, hey, look, there's a Brock Lesnar poster. Ugh. Mm. Brock Lesnar, Shane Carwin. Uh, uh, when would that be? What? Brock Le- oh, oh, UFC 116. God, that was a long time ago. Yes, a very long time ago. So, yeah. 
you think they got that poster in the shot on purpose? Wink, wink. Uh, I real, I really think that's another one of the things people are just reading too much into. Uh, and then they showed a poster of the infamous Tyson Holyfield ear biting uh, uh, match with some photos and uh, encased with a ticket in the in the thing there. I think um, they just. I just think they hope that by the time Double or Nothing's done, that their their poster is going to be up in that hallway. Yeah, that's a good point. And so uh, Cody and the Bucks are are back at the main floor at the MGM. They talk about the numbers, and Matt says, uh, well, "Let's call it twenty thousand. We're rounding up." And, and Nick goes, "Rounding up would be fifteen thousand, Matt." I, I didn't go to college. Uh, and then, of course, another dig at the WWE. Well, you know, everybody inflates the numbers, so, you know, what? You know. Uh, then we get uh, yet another elite invasion of independent wrestling, Northeast Wrestling. Uh, where is Northeast Wrestling, by the way, gentlemen? You're, you're up that ground. Massachusetts. Yep. Uh, Hangman, what he said. Hangman Page and, and Cody Rhodes. Uh, to a nice ovation, probably. I don't know if it was a surprise by now with these guys, but uh, uh, you, you, you almost have to expect if you're coming to a, a promotion that's halfway known uh, that you, uh, you're going to maybe see the elite come through. Uh, the guy, one of the guys in the ring looked like uh, uh dude from uh, Impact uh, that used to be Trevor Lee. Was that him or just looked like him? I didn't think it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could have been, but I didn't, I didn't, see him stand out you know one one of the, honestly one of the brilliant things about them traveling to these independents i mean not only not only is it good for the fans you know because they're basically uh you know just they're increasing attendance for independent wrestling across the united mm-hmm. states right now because mm-hmm. there's a chance like hell the elite but the elite might be there this weekend you know and you don't know and you're gonna go just the, on the off chance that they might be there mm-hmm. but at the same token they're going to these events and they're scouting mm-hmm Exactly. You know, they're, they're scouting the entire independent scene. They're going to the best indie promotions in the United States, and they're scouting. So, yeah, they're doing this off their own dime, and, you know, they're not only helping the, the promotions and making the fans happy, but at the same token, they're looking for the best people that they can sign to AEW, and this is one of the best ways to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, to, me, it's, to me, it's just a brilliant move, and honestly, it's surprising to me that no one has really thought of this before. Plus, it's a win-win for everybody. So pretty much. Yeah. So uh, somebody in the crowd got a, a brand new sport jacket courtesy of Cody Rhodes. He just tossed one he was wearing uh, into the crowd. That was nice of Cody to 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 give someone a nice uh, jacket for their next interview. Um, why does Cody? Re- why does Cody make these run ins in his in his in his business attire? Because his knee's still fucked up. Uh, uh, he's having surgery on that in like a week. Okay. Good luck. So he's uh, kinda, apparently he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be it's it, apparently it's like two to three months after the surgery so he should be good to go in time for uh, for double or nothing but he's not gonna rust he's not gonna be wrestling in a, in a wrestling ring until double. until May twenty fifth yeah yeah. Uh, yeah I got a good up close look he looks like Trevor Lee from afar but yeah when you get up close it's not uh, so uh, after. After the little melee, uh, Cody and, and Hangman get on the mic and talk. Just talk about the independent scene, about all elite wrestling, and just getting everybody hyped up. And and uh, you know, and and, and um, you know, I really hope they. You know, I really hope what they're doing 
is reaching out to it is reaching out to everybody because you look see what happened with All In, but you know I'd like to see them break that All In record once those tickets go on sale. What do you mean, like the amount of time they sell out, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they could sell. I don't know if they could do thirty minutes. That's another thirty minute sellout. Yeah, who knows? Um, I think I I I think they'll sell out within a day. Like if you're not if you're going and you don't get tickets on day one, you're not you're not going to get the tickets. Nope. Um, but I I don't see them selling out in like thirty minutes again. I that that I don't see happening. It's going to be same day. I yeah, say. I definitely think it's going to be same day. Uh, next, we cut to the Bucks. They're getting ready to do their own run in. Um, I am not sure where they were. Do you guys know? They were in. A, that was in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not familiar with what would be that was that was they were they were hyping that show up all week that they were yeah they were because even cody was the big thing uh, of course the title is handshake agreement and uh that is because the the bucks basically kind of gave a handshake agreement uh offer out to pentagon jr and and ray phoenix to to come to double or uh, to come to double or nothing or come to all elite. I mean, they no, uh, it was they come to all elite. Okay, mm-hmm. of course we don't know what with Lucha. Jesus Christ, Lucha Underground. You never know what that situation is. But uh, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this much. Um, they finished up with MLW this weekend. Mm. Uh, they dropped the titles in Philly to the New Heart Foundation, and their time in MLW is done. Mm. So. You know, I know Jericho had that drunk tweet out that evening saying that they signed uh, exclusive contracts to AW, which was <laughs> yeah, I got, which was uh, uh, gonna cover which that later. Was, yeah, <laughs> which, people, which other people said that uh, that wasn't accurate, but I don't know. Just the fact that uh, they do this handshake, then a couple days later they they wrap up with MLW. There might be there might be more to the story than we know. You know, and it might be some. The one side's half right, the other side's half right, and the truth lies somewhere in the middle. So we're going to have to wait that out and find out. Uh, of course, we, did they actually shake hands? Uh, being the elite, they cut away before you actually see it. But Yeah, they shook hands. Uh, so that's the end of the show, or so we think. No, no, no. There's, there's Kenny Omega. <laughs> we, we, we didn't think it was the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we know better. Uh, uh, Kenny Omega sitting in his chair, his gaming chair, um, Wearing his Resident Evil hat and his Resident Evil shirt because Resi- Resident Evil Two just came out. This this part had me just dying laughing. Uh, Kenny and 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 Nick have a what seems to be a serious conversation about Kenny's future. Only Nick thought it was about pro wrestling, but Kenny was actually talking about which story arc to start first on Resident Evil 2. Uh, Gotta love it. And I love the fact that Kenny said he's calling from his landline when he's talking on his iPad. (laughs) Calling from my landline here. I can't remember what he said about his phone, but probably because it's just been ticking nonstop. That's why he's not using it to call call Nick. But... uh, yeah, Nick doesn't play video games, so he didn't quite understand anything Kenny said after he started talking Resident Evil 2. 
Uh, and then, wait, how did you get the phone number to my hotel room? That was the funniest part to me. When he hung up, he's like, how do you know the number to my hotel room? Uh, I just lost it. I, dude, I fucking love being the elite. It's awesome, man. Uh, so as we mentioned uh, last week, uh, January 24th to be exact, Double or no- uh, the Road to Double or Nothing episode one debuted. Uh, once again, Cody's YouTube channel, Nightmare Family. Um, basically, it looks like they're kind of aiming for just little five-minute segments, kind of uh, showing what they're doing to piece together uh, what hopes to be a- another successful pay-per-view event. Um, they kick it off with uh, Cody talking cock- talking to Matt, talking a little business, and uh, uh, then we got uh, God. What, how do you say his last name? The the dude uh, QT Marshall. Uh, he is the AEW coordinator. Uh, he he's on the phone with Cody as they talk to Jungle Boy, who we announced last week was was announced for AEW, and um, and Michael. Uh, I would say. Quillari, Quillari. Uh, yeah, I, I guess he handles the specifics and details with what, what, where the wrestlers need to be and whatnot. I'm assuming. Um, and then they kind of cut back to the 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 uh, the Jacksonville rally. Uh, Cody talking about all it, and then uh, Cody sitting at, at his desk talking, to, just talking about generally, you know, what it meant to uh, after all in and. And, and what it meant to uh, to have this vision. So uh, they, they show a bunch of clips from that. Uh, Cody just talking about the company, talking about how big Jericho was to sign with AEW and how his appearance in Jacksonville was completely last a last-minute uh, decision or ability to get. Um, so it, 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 it's, it's, a, it's just kind of a cool look at how business is being conducted isn't it yeah i know i like it a lot very much so like you get to see a different aspect of it but i'm actually glad they they put it on there for what for us to see it as fans yeah and uh, as smackdown live was airing uh, episode two came out for uh, the road to double or nothing um cody in his office with uh the uh, talent uh, talent relations head of talent relations, Christopher Daniels, as well as uh, uh, who else is in the room here? We haven't I haven't quite gotten to that part in the video here, but they show a promo on YouTube. Uh, Michael Kalari is there, along with Farrow. Yeah, Farrow Farrow is there too. Him, Daniels, and Cody, and Farrow. Because yeah, Farrow makes the decisions too. <laughs> yeah, dog. title is dog. I, I I want him to get an, an official AEW title. Maybe it's coming. Uh, it was a YouTube promo of Jimmy Havoc talking about how he was injured for a year, came back to not much fanfare, and he's looking to make a mark. And uh, everybody agrees that this is the kind of fire and, and persona that they want for AEW. So basically we get in the reveal that, that Jimmy Havoc is going to be a part of AEW. Now, do you think, now, do you think this... With the with the double or nothing, is this for to pull him into AEW or is this just for double or nothing? Hmm. I I honestly think any anybody that they're looking for right now 
they're looking for long term. They're not looking to bring in somebody for a one shot deal with double or nothing. This is their this is their first show. This isn't all in. This is the first event for all elite wrestling. If you're going to be on this show, they're they're not burning you in just uh, you know for a nostalgia trip or a one one off deal. They're looking for people that are going to be with them for the long haul. Like they even said about Jimmy Havoc, check his schedule for the rest of the year. Mm. You know that's that's the kind of stuff that they're looking for right now. And then they uh, they did a little talk uh, profile of Hangman Page. Boy, man, he 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 looked like a kid at age fifteen, didn't he? <laughs> uh, kind of profiling Paige, and uh, I guess you could say Paige is kind of talking himself into coming to terms that he it, it, to admit that he's the, one of the best in the world, and he wants to prove that by winning, of course, the AEW championship. Talks about how much uh, uh, being in AEW means to him, and and they showed a lot of the uh, the ticket or not ticket rally, but the Jacksonville rally. Uh, where of course Paige said uh, this is this is the best first day in the job he's ever had. So uh, a nice little profile on Hangman Page, who obviously will be an immediate main event player on the uh, the, the, the the world heavyweight title scene, uh, along with Pac and 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 uh, possibly Jericho and 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 who knows going forward there. But uh, it was a good a good little interview with. Uh, with Hangman Page there on episode two, and then we end it with uh, Daniels and, and Cody talking. Um, when uh, Quillarly, that's a hard name to say, man. Qu- Just say his first name, fool. <laughs> Mister Mister Mike Mister Mike uh, says somebody called, it, but they bleeped out the name. Any any thoughts, Matt? Oh man, it could be anybody. Hmm. Clearly, somebody they don't want us to know about yet. Or somebody we might know about as early as Thursday. So yeah, and then yeah, uh, your your guess is as good as mine. Honestly, dude, we could sit here and speculate on what that name could be for the next hour. You know, yeah. it doesn't mean we're going to be able to figure it out. You know, what we probably would figure it out, but you know, we don't know for sure. So I mean, at this point, anything we're saying is just speculation at this point. Rumor and in, in, in innuendo, right? Right there, Conrad. Thanks, Conrad. I appreciate that. Uh, Who booked this shit? <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then they talk about, oh, Cody, you don't have a an opponent, which Matt seems to think is got to be MJF. I don't know. Maybe they. Do. I do. I, I I do think it's going to be Cody and MJF. <laughs> Makes the most sense. Does I, I, I wonder if they slow burn that a lot, a little more? I know you say there's three, there's three over three months, but at the same time. It's not like they have a weekly television show either at this point. So I wonder if they stretch this out on being the elite a little longer than past uh, past double or nothing. But hey, who knows? Um, that's what's that's so that's so good about it. It could go in any direction in AEW, right? Yes, so, indeed. So far, so good. Obviously, the uh, the the biggest bombshell that dropped last week was the fact that we learned and WWE publicly. Uh, admitted and announced that Dean Ambrose will be leaving after his contract runs out in the spring, uh, particularly after WrestleMania. <clears throat> uh, Dolph Ziggler was on Busted Open Radio. He talked about uh, uh, Ambrose exiting to the WWE. Matt, did you did you happen to catch that particular episode of Busted Open? Uh, any anything that Ziggler added to to the whole news? No, nothing. No, I mean, I catch every episode of Busted Open, but he didn't add anything new that to the conversation that we didn't already know. Okay. Uh, Mike Johnson, PW Insider, noted that there was a big flurry of activity backstage 
as officials were meeting with talents whose deals are set to expire. Uh, we kind of we, we kind of broke that down a little bit um, last week as well. Uh, WWE is trying to lock in talents to five-year deals, just like uh, the Miz and Kevin Owens. Um, and obviously, the, the departure of Dean Ambrose is, is putting the the WWE in panic mode. I think they got to worry more about their own talent than people in the front row at Rumble wearing their AEW shirts, right? Yeah. Mm. They need to worry about shit in house, and not worry about what their paying fans are wearing in ringside. Right. Yeah. So the plot thickens, and uh, Ambrose said, "You could tell on Monday he's in he's in dilly gaff mode right now, and that was pretty fucking entertaining." We'll get to that once we get to Raw. Um, Mike Johnson also noted uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, the past Monday's Raw, which we all know by now, was not the final appearance of Ambrose. Uh, um, Ambrose is on the road still. Uh, he may, he was on Raw this week, obviously in a in a great segment, uh, and he is scheduled for upcoming television tapings. So he's going to play out his contract until until April. XFL has announced that they have uh, formed a partnership with the Spring League, which is an elite professional football development organization. Uh, they test changes to rules and gameplay. And a reimagined the game. So obviously the XFL is looking to be different from the NFL once they launch in February of 2020. So uh, they have hired uh, a professional organization to kind of test things out and see uh, see what works, what doesn't, what the fans want. And uh, you know, all I got to say is if if this makes it two seasons, it's already better than the original. So hopefully, you know, I, I don't want it to fail. I it's. Odd that they're bringing it back, but at the same time, I ain't rooting it to fail, guys. I want to see it succeed. I don't know about you guys, if you even care, but eh, I just see it when it comes when it comes uh, when it comes into fruition. Uh, Oliver Luck, who is the uh, father of Andrew Luck, quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, is the XFL commissioner, and uh, he was on WFAN and shared some details of the league. Uh, he stated that Vince has a minority stake in DraftKings and plans to encourage legalized gambling on the games and do fantasy on the XFL via DraftKings. Uh, Vince owns 100% of the NFL. Uh, uh, <laughs> the NFL? XFL. Wow. Yeah. He wishes, right? He wishes. I, I kind of wish he did, too. He'd be, a lot like, he'd be a lot more busy over there and not have to worry about what we're worrying about. Yeah, he'd be more, worried about, the, he'd be more worried about the NFL draft than WrestleMania, right? Um, Luck says he's trying to avoid stuff like he hate me on the back of jerseys. Uh, there will be drug testing for PEDs. All eight head coaches will make the same amount of money, five hundred grand annually. The top players can make up to a quarter million with possible bonuses for teams uh, for winning teams, just like the old XFL was. The uh, plan is to announce television next week and head coaches during the spring. The plan is to employ approximately fifty people in each of the eight markets, twenty five in the business ticket in marketing area, and 25 in the football area, including assistant coaches, trainers, equipment staff, video guys, scouts, and all of that. Um, Credible sports media publications have reported that they've been in contact with both Fox and ESPN, and uh, and ESPN's uh, premium subscription, ESPN Plus, also remains a possibility as well. Like, uh, you know, for example, the NHL, you can see some of the games that aren't nationally televised on ESPN Plus, 
you might be able to see one televised game wherever they land, and the rest of them might be on ESPN Plus, which is five bucks a month right now, and it includes Insider. I, I actually subscribe to ESPN Plus, <laughs> so um, there. That those are kind of the options. Obviously, Fox with with SmackDown uh, could be an obvious partner, but who knows? It, 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 it's unknown to. to but do you, do you think it's obvious? Do you think? Do you think? Uh, do you think it has to be? It has not has to be, but do you think it should be Fox? Uh, if, if I'm WWE, I don't want to. I don't want to have that partnership because if the XFL goes bad with Fox, mm. um, I don't mm-hmm. want things to be sour with WWE. I would not honestly. I would not want the XFL on Fox. I, I would totally like the. I, I would totally like the ESPN. You know, whether one or the Deuce, and then uh, the rest of the games on the schedule. Put them on ESPN Plus. I would. Totally be happy with that. Uh, it has been announced that Hall of Famer Jim Ross will have his one-man show once again in New York City uh, during WrestleMania weekend, Saturday, April 6th at 1 o'clock at the Gotham Comedy Club. Uh, there will be a VIP meet-and-greet at 11 a.m., doors at 10.30. Includes an autograph session, a cell phone photo, and early seating for the show. Those tickets are $85. The show itself begins at 1, which is Eastern, and is priced at $35. I can tell you firsthand, uh, Jim Ross's one-man show, I was uh, at Dallas. Uh, it, uh, it occurred after the Hall of Fame, so it was a late show. Uh, it was phenomenal. I loved it. Uh, some great stories. Uh, some great stories about Jim Cornette and Border Patrol. Uh, if you've never heard of that story, maybe look it up. It'll probably be on the Internet somewhere. It is fucking funny. Uh, his guest was Rob Van Dam, Jeff Hardy, and and Shane Helms crashed the party as well. It was a, it was a good time. So if you're in the New York area, you know I highly recommend uh, getting yourself a, a ticket to the to the one man show. Have you ever, either one of you been to to one of Jr's one man shows? No, I haven't. Yeah, I was there for the one I WrestleMania 30 weekend. I mm-hmm. think he had multiple shows that weekend. I know I was at mm-hmm. one of them. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was a very entertaining show. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. I guess he's going early afternoon now, just so he doesn't have to wait for the Hall of Fame to fucking get over because that thing drags on forever. <laughs> of course, now Saturdays. Well, is Saturday still takeover now? I, I don't know. Did they? Were they going to nah, fuck with fr- that? Friday is takeover. Saturday's Saturday is the Hall of Fame. I thought they were fucking with that again at WrestleMania, but yeah, they did that. Yeah, they fucked with it once because it was going to be Hall of Fame on Friday and NXT on Saturday. They fucked with it and flipped it. Yeah. Yeah, then they um, sent, uh, they extended access to Mondays. Which is, yeah, usually Sunday mornings where access typically ends. Mm-hmm. Another day to make money. Uh, good point. Uh, one of the great things about the WWE Network is the Hidden Gems. We always kind of cover those every week. And two dark matches from 1992 uh, make their way to Hidden Gems this week. Uh, before he made his television debut as Razor Ramon, uh, he t- uh, Razor took on El Matador in a match b- uh, from WWE Superstars. And um, Conan. You know, Conan from uh, Impact, Lucha, MLW. Um, he was uh, Max Moon, the, the colorful Max Moon. And, uh, and uh, he also was uh, uh, went by the name of uh, Relampago, and he took on a guy by the name of the Mercenary. So you can, you can check those two out. Uh, those were added um, 
Mike Johnson had noted that the, the, the Razor Ramon was likely a dark match just to kind of refine his character before it, it aired on TV. Because obviously, I mean, you could do that at, in dark matches because there was, you know, there's no social media, there's no smartphone, so it was easy to do back then. So, uh, The big day for AEW, of course, is uh, tomorrow, February 7th. All Elite Wrestling is going to be in Vegas for the ticket announcement party. And uh, details for that have uh, have been dropped. Um, obviously, members of the Elite will be there unveiling plans for the second, the follow-up to All In. Uh, on the heels of their rally in Jacksonville, they're looking to raise the bar even further with the Double or Nothing Party. It starts at 6 p.m. Pacific on Thursday, February 7th at the Splash Pool at the MGM Grand. For those that are in that area, uh, the event is open to fans on a limited capacity. First come, first serve. So get there early if you want to go. Uh, Cody, the Bucks, and Brandy Rhodes will reveal new signings. Uh, they call them spectacular new signings. So, I, I, And I, I don't think they're going to disappoint. Uh, new partnerships, uh, ticket on sale information, and a surprise special guest, <coughs> Omega. Um, in addition, Hangman Page, SCU, will also be in attendance and uh, so uh, just like uh, guys, just like the Jacksonville show, this is going to be one. The people that are all in with AEW do not want to miss when it's streamed live. Correct. Oh, I'm definitely ain't going to miss it. I'll be there. You can go uh, being the elite on YouTube, AEW wrestling on Twitter, young bucks on face, the young bucks on Facebook and the Brandy Rhodes on Instagram. Those are the four ways that you can stream uh, the ticket party that is coming up very soon. Uh, congratulations to the voice of Ring of Honor, Ian Riccoboni. Uh, he announced on Twitter just the other day, uh, he said the following, uh, Ring of Honor means the world to me, the wrestlers, the crew, and the fans. We are a family. I approached the office and producers about staying. They shared the same sentiment. I'm excited to announce that I signed a multi-year deal to stay with Ring of Honor. Happy wrestling indeed. All right. Just this past weekend, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling debuted in Charlotte, North Carolina. And, um, Daryl, you had uh, attended the event, and uh, we, we've been talking about this for, for ever since you joined the show regularly. Uh, the past month, you know, talking about how a shit deal you might have got, but uh, what were your experiences down in, in Charlotte? Um, well, first off, the venue... I mean, it was to be expected. The venue wasn't big at all. It was kind of small, maybe like a probably about the same size as a high school cafeteria or something. But um, ouch, yeah. Um, Shibata came out and you know pretty much let us know what to expect, and of course apologized for no Japanese talent. Um, and I mean, for the most part, it was like a regular New Japan show that you may see on TV. You had your you had your timekeeper um, keeping up with the time, you know, um, over the PA system. Um, the first match was like a Young Lions match. It was really good, really good Young Lion match. Um, came to a draw, um, and then they had other stars like uh, Lance Lance Archer, um, uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr., Marty Skrull, Shane Taylor. 
Um, couple of a bunch of Ring of Honor stars. Um, overall, I mean, outside of not having New Japan stars, it was pretty good. I mean, I wasn't upset about it. Um, on thing, like I said, most people would be upset, you know, because when you come to a New Japan show, you want to see New Japan stars. But for what it was, you know, it didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't like pissed off leaving out of there. So it was pretty decent for what it was. Well, did was the fans cordial when Shibata talked or or Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everybody was respectful. It wasn't it wasn't like people came in there just to you know, boo the talent or just not give a damn about what's going on. People were very respectful of every match, um all the talents. And it was I mean, it was it was a good, it was a pretty good show for what it was. Uh, what was your favorite match of the evening? Uh, I will honestly say, because I mean, it was a couple of them. Um, Davy Boy wrestled a young lion, which was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex, uh, Alex, Alex Coglin is is the guy's name. Yeah, uh, that guy was that guy was awesome. Like Davy Boy, almost like chopped his chest off to be honest. <laughs> with you. So yeah, he, um, he, he had some raw hamburger meat on the old chest there at the end. Yeah. Um, I honestly, honestly, I enjoy the young, the first Young Lions match because it actually, if you're a New Japan like fan, like diehard fan, you understand the culture of, you know, what they're doing as far as the training is concerned, and that first match pretty much depicted what Shibata and what the dojo teaches these young stars, these young lions. So, like I said, it came to a draw, but mm. I won't say it was like. A bunch of different spots, but it was pure wrestling. It was stiff, hard, um, hard hitting wrestling. And those uh, and those gentlemen were uh, Carl Fredericks and Clark Connors. They were they they were good. Awesome. Also on the card, uh, John Schuyler and Colt Cabana took on Shane Taylor and Lane Archer. Uh, Tracer X took on Grado Karn. Jonathan Gresham and Jeff Cobb took on Brody King and Marty Scroll. Uh, Tracy Williams and David Finley took on Rocky Romero and Chucky e. T. And of course, the main event uh, for the IWGP United States Championship was Juice Robinson and Beretta. Good deal. I'm glad. Uh, glad people were cordial. Glad you had a good time. Glad it was a good show. And uh, so you're you're a little more at peace than. Yeah, I am. Um, hopefully, they. Um, honor their promises because Juice did say at the end of the show that next time that they come they're going to bring you know more bring everybody with them hopefully that is true mm-hmm. but we'll see if you watch the Super Bowl you saw that the first official trailer for the uh, Fast and the Furious spinoff Hobbs and Shaw came out uh, starring obviously The Rock and Jason Statham uh, we announced last week that Roman Reigns will be in the movie playing The Rock's brother as well. Uh, what do you guys think of the trailer? Do you, do you think this spinoff has a, a promise of uh, of uh, having its own momentum? It should be pretty good. It looks like it'll be it'll be good. I mean, at this point, the Fast and the Furious movies have become have become superhero movies with cars, sci-fi. It looks a little sci-fi, and, yeah. and I'm totally okay with that. The, all the I love all the Fast and the Furious movies, and I'll de- I'll definitely see Hobbs and Shaw too. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, Hobbs, Hobbs uh, Statham and Rock have a good chemistry on the screen. They they work well together. It's kind of it's kind of fun to watch those guys. I'm really excited to see Roman Reigns too, uh, being there with with his cousin The Rock. That'll be a lot of fun to see as well. Um. 
Wrestling DVD Network is reporting that WWE will be including a list of matches on the DVD release of the HBO documentary on Andre the Giant. Uh, that DVD release comes out this May. If you have not seen the documentary, highly recommend it. It's a, it's a tremendous, tremendous show. Um, goes all the way. Uh, the, the listed matches, there's going to be a total of, uh, of seven matches on the DVD going all the way back to 78 in All-Star Wrestling as he wrestled a handicap match. Uh, a showdown at the Shea in 1980 against Hulk Hogan. I would assume that's AWA. Uh, don't quote me on that, though. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Steel, I would assume 80 would have been AWA with both of those guys, though. Uh, Steel Cage match, Andre the Giant and Big John Studd from 83. The $15,000 body slam match with Andre the Giant and Big John Studd at WrestleMania 1. Uh, the uh, NFL versus WWE Battle Royale from WrestleMania 2. Of course, the big, uh, the, the one of the, the most iconic matches in pro wrestling history, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant from WrestleMania 3. And uh, the final match listed is the WWE Championship match at on the main event in 1988 between Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Uh, and you get, uh, both, you, both you guys got a chance to watch that Andre documentary, didn't you? Sure it is. I, oh. I have not seen it. Oh, yeah. now. man, it is. It's good, but heartbreaking at the same time. And Matt, you could yeah, probably uh, you could attest to that with uh, all the other things we watched, like Paige recently, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, another example of Impact Wrestling not being able to get out of their own way. Uh, apparently, there's talent unhappy with the fact that all of a sudden. Uh, Impact has decided to move their WrestleMania plans from Queens, New York to New Jersey without publicly telling the talent first. Uh, why is this such a big deal? It's because, well, it's WrestleMania weekend. The talent, <laughs> the talent tries to capitalize on as many appearances and conventions and, and such as possible. And moving this from New York to New Jersey just completely fucks up their plans. So... Uh, there's a lot of people not happy with uh, with what is going on there. And gee, are you guys surprised with that? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, for fuck for fuck's sake, Impact. <laughs> First, you you move to Pursuit, uh, uh, Trivial Pursuit, I'll call it. I, I don't even, I don't even know if I get that channel, and I get almost every channel. I don't. I, 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 I even get being sports for crying out loud, which has the great MLW. If you have the internet, you have impact. Yeah, there's that Twitch thing, too. I know, I'm good. I ain't going right. out of my way to watch it live, and they're not archiving it, so fuck them. I'd rather watch African Squirrels Mate. I was wondering where you were going. Wow. Wow. I was wondering where you were going after you said that first syllable. I'm like, wow. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, I did... I did not call that. <laughs> no, I don't, think, I, don't think, I don't think anybody did. Uh, Kevin Owens tweeted on uh, February 1st, uh, he wrestled Adam Cole for the first time in four and a half years, and there was one spectator. I am jealous of that spectator. And uh, uh, I would guess it was Shawn Michaels. Yeah, probably. Or, uh, or Bloom. Yep, and All Elite Wrestling has officially announced the signing of Jimmy Havoc. Yep, and that was basically Jimmy teased. Havoc is hashtag All Elite. 
That was basically teased on the uh, the episode we just talked about. It's a good deal there. Jimmy yeah. Havoc's good talent. We we saw him in uh, Ma- in Major League Wrestling recently, so good stuff there. Uh, the the one spectator that watched the Adam Cole and, and Kevin Owens match gave it fifty one point two five stars. So eat your heart out, Meltzer. Oh boy, uh, Sabu. This this might be an interesting fucking read. Uh, pre-orders have now begun for Sabu's autobiography. No fucking way. It's titled Scars, Silence, and Superglue. The Sabu autobiography. 400 in the uh, the uh, uh, official listing for the book. Talks, uh, runs down the book as such. 400 pages of brutality by Sabu uh, with Kenny Casanova. Forwarded and guest passages by RVD, Taz, Bill Alfonso, Tommy Dreamer, Raven, Al Snow. Mikey Whipwreck, Justin Credible, Blue Meanie, Pablo Marquez, Kevin Sullivan, and more. Uh, lots of pictures, including never-before-seen shots from ECW photographer George Tainos. Uh, yeah, so you, you're not, you're not, you're not, you don't you don't want to read the uh, the career of Sabu and what what, what went on behind the scenes, huh? Absolutely, freaking not. African squirrels mating. That, that's another. Uh, again, you want you'd rather see that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Dude, and if anybody's seen the way this guy carries himself on Twitter and how he spells things on Twitter, I really can't see a four hundred uh, <laughs> a four hundred page book from Sabu going very well. That's why there's a guy named Kenny Casanova to write it for him. So, uh, highlights of the book include glowing, growing up and teaming with the Sheik, being considered the king of the Indies, working on the territorial days of wrestling, scars from FMW barbed wire matches. His silence on the mic, brutal use of super glue for the bleeding, training and working with RVD, uh, his famous ECW run, tell all on his substance abuse and demons, his WWE run in heat with some of the superstars, uh, crazy rock star like road stories, ridiculous and horrific wrestler pranks and ribs, and wrestling all around the world. As Matt mentioned earlier, Jericho tweeted that, uh, I just heard that Pentagon and Phoenix have signed exclusively with AWE. And uh, I think Matt said on the DMs, well, that tweet doesn't exist anymore, but uh, uh, Matt, or the tweet of Jericho's doesn't exist anymore. Matt, you said uh, he shouldn't tweet after uh, all night drinking or whatever. <laughs> Was it late at night that he did that? Great yes, goose. always in the AM hours when he tweets this stuff out, and then the next day it's deleted and gone. Yeah. So He had one too many yeah, boys. Gray Goose and Water. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Matt, why did you send me that? I just thought you would want to know. <sighs> it's not an African mating squirrel video, is it? No, my oh. cousin just got traded from the Pistons to the Lakers. Oh? Pistons? Who's yes. that? Who's that? <laughs> God damn it. Oh, whoa, whoa. You, where that LA gold, baby? Reggie Bullock. And Lakers are trading a guy I cannot pronounce. And a draft pick. Let, let's see if I can uh, put my old telemarketing skills to work and, and pronounce this name. Vaya Toslav Mykaliuk. And you must have been terrible at your job. <laughs> I was only there like four months. And I got tired of it. <laughs> I was doing I was doing it to pay the bills in my last semester of college. So I saw that and I'm like, oh shit, I gotta tell Daryl right now, but I don't want to tell him on the air. But Darryl, you, Darryl. you brought it up. I had to, man. That hurt. Daryl's cousin. You finally gonna stop hating on uh hating on LA since you're 
since your cousin's coming? Your cousin's going to get to play with LeBron James. Stop it. Liking LA, Dude, liking LA, liking, liking, liking LA is not in the blood of a Sixers or Celtics fan. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, this guy. It's a good thing. This is a good thing. It's a good pickup. I'm happy about it. Well, this guy can't break news to get out of a wet paper sack. Uh, Justin Barrasso did somehow get to interview Triple H recently. On the, well, because he works for Sports Illustrated, that's yeah, why. Yeah, <laughs> none of his sources are credible, but Sports Illustrated hooks him up with interviews. Yeah, you like how <laughs> I, you, like, you like how I prefaced that entrance, uh, that intro there, Matt. <laughs> I, w- I was pretty accurate there, right? Right. Uh, he's his. He has zero sources, and it shows every time he opens his mouth. Uh, he interviewed Triple H on uh, the announcement of halftime heat happening for the first time in twenty years. As and uh, as an opportunity to show the world the future of the WWE, Triple H said, "This is a great opportunity for us to showcase the future." And our fans are thirsting for more, and it's a perfect fit for NXT. This will be something spectacular like you've never seen before. Uh, and uh, it, yeah, Triple H wasn't lying. That was a damn good match, wasn't it? I loved it. Yeah, it was. It was great. It was really good. And uh, uh, probably ninety percent, ninety-five percent of America hated the halftime show, minus some women when Adam Levine went shirtless. But uh, so I didn't see the halftime show, but judging by commentary, I heard it was pretty fucking terrible. Yeah, I had it on in the background while I watched halftime heat on my phone. So because uh, I was, I was watching upstairs and. <laughs> watching the Super Bowl upstairs, and and I was using the streaming app for our cable, and so I didn't want to switch back and forth, so I just turned the volume down and pu- pulled it up on my phone and, and watched the goodness of, of that six-man tag. Um, uh, and uh, I will get to it in a little bit, but um, a little teaser for a little later headline. Uh, WWE has trademarked halftime heat, so you might be seeing this again next year. I fucking hope so. Uh, here we go. Actually, that's that's a good lead-in because I got the article right here on January twenty eighth. The WWE has applied a trademark for halftime heat, uh, so I would I would expect they ain't doing it to just hold on to it. I think they're going to probably do the same thing again I, last year or, or, or next year. I don't. I wonder. I wonder what they pulled. I'd really be curious what they pulled. But if you didn't watch it, goddamn, go back to the network and watch it because that was a good match. I lo- I, lo- uh, I loved it when uh, all three guys did their pose in the ring after knocking all the quote unquote bad guys out of the ring. I kind of liked it when uh, Ricochet and Cole, uh, Ricochet and and and, uh, and Black and uh, Velveteen all did their little pose in the middle of the ring. Velveteen was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering what Velveteen was going to do. You never know what Velveteen's going to do. The Darewolf, PJ Black, has announced, uh, and it was also officially announced by Ring of Honor just a few hours ago, he has officially signed with the company. Uh, he'll start March 16th in Vegas. So, um, any he says, any promoters running shows before that, I can possibly make it. Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes, The Young Bucks, and Hangman Page were in Atlanta for the Super Bowl. Uh, SU was there as well, wearing their uh, SU Ram shirts. And uh, oh, they weren't just there to 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 watch a, a football game, were they, boys? 
Nope. Uh, they they were meeting with some <laughs> television people and uh, uh, guys. Refresh my memory. Uh, what 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 sort of televisions in Atlanta, Georgia? <laughs> Billionaire Ted. Billionaire Ted. Uh, so yeah, uh, TBS or TNT or True TV. All of the above are are good options for AEW. I'm hoping. TBS or TNT. I'm hoping TBS. I mean, I'm hoping TNT. I'm hoping TBS just for the simple fact that that's where the NWA was. That's where I grew. I grew up watching the NWA and, and Dusty Rhodes at five oh five on Saturday. TNT is a bigger company, man. It's a much bigger station than TBS. They, they reach out. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I can see that too. Um, Killian Dane getting interesting on the Twitter lately. Uh, on you think on uh, the on. Uh, on Sunday, he tweeted, uh, Last night my tag partners were in SmackDown in Vancouver while my wife was at Raw with in Regina. Regina? Regina? Tomato, tomato. Whereas I'm at home. Was it something I said? And then he... Uh, oh, geez, he's tweeted a lot more. He tweeted twice. Oh, no, he deleted one of his tweets. I think. I don't know. But there's... Ah. I don't know what happened here, but... Uh, he did tweet out an hour ago, uh, where is Sanity? Yeah, he does that every Tuesday night. Hmm. Interesting. John Cena's next movie, Playing With Fire, has officially kicked off filming in Vancouver, British Columbia. It's where Cena is playing the lead role of the movie. He's a smoke jumper, a firefighter who parachutes into remote areas to battle fires. Um, the official premise from the film notes say a crew of rugged fighters meet their match when attempting to rescue three rambunctious kids. Ramb- them damn rambunctious kids. Uh, the film also stars Judy Greer, Brianna Hildebrand, Keegan-Michael Kay, and John Leguizamo. Uh, the film is scheduled to wrap up production on April 1st. So, hey, maybe John Cena will be in the front row WrestleMania again this year and lose to Taker in two minutes. I think he'll be involved in WrestleMania somehow. I just don't know what he's going to be doing. What uh, What about Taker? Is he... Uh, I've not heard a peep about plans or anything. Is Is it... From my understanding, he's not doing Mania this year. Yeah, it just doesn't. It, I'm, I'm still I'm standing nothing. with the fact that I think he's going into the Hall of Fame. Makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Hall of Fame, I got some uh, news on that today, too. Um, Mike Johnson, PW Insider, uh, yesterday, uh, well, not uh, yesterday as we record, so that would be Monday, uh, February 4th. Uh, gave a spoiler that the original Hart Foundation, which a year too late, guys, uh, Bret Hart, Jim, the Anvil, Nyhart, and Jimmy Hart will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, not the 1997 era that included Brian Pillman, Davy Boy Smith, and Owen Hart. The origin- This will be the original Hart Foundation, uh, the tag team along with their manager, Jimmy Hart. But guys, Jesus Christ, they- why-, why couldn't you do this last year? Would have made more sense, but it's almost. You know. it, it, I, I, and maybe it's me. Maybe uh, maybe I'm a little overreacting. But doesn't this seem like a slap in the face to do it this year? No, I mean, I think it's more of a tribute than a slap in the face. Right, I think they're I, doing it for. I think they're doing it for Natalia. Okay. Um, more than anything, and I think she'll be up there with 
Brett and Jimmy to accept the Hall of Fame on her dad's behalf. Yep. I, I think she'll be heavily involved in this, and I think this is a lot about doing right by Natalia. Okay. I think if WWE had their way, they would induct the entire the entire Heart Foundation. We, we all we all know the story from, with Owen. like from Raw with 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 uh, you know the later the later version of the Heart Foundation from the Attitude Era with uh, Pillman and, and Bulldog, Bulldog and Owen, but the Owen situation always comes up and mm-hmm. it's just, it's a legality situation that WWE just doesn't want to deal with. And unfortunately, she as long as get the fuck over, she, she really does. And honestly, as long as she's alive, like we're no, never going to get to honor that poor guy in the hall of fame that no. he rightfully deserves to be in. No, uh, and it, it just fucking sucks. Yeah, it, it, it really fucking sucks. It, it really does not seem like she's going to budge on that, which is, it's a shame. It, it's honestly, it's, 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 it's terrible. If he Brett serves his spot in the Hall of Fame, if Brett is okay with it, to be honest with you, then go Brett, ahead and do it. Brett's the one that's been pushing for it for years. That's mm-hmm. my point. If Brett, if you have Brett in the Hall of Fame, if you have Stu in the Hall of Fame, and nobody else is sitting there complaining about it but her, then she just needs to get the fuck over it. Mm-hmm. So plain and simple. Yeah, I just, I just don't, I. It's not like they're gonna. Free, they're not making money off your husband's name. No, they're just putting. They're, they're giving him, him his rightful spot in the fucking Hall of Fame. Right. You know, she's just. She has a very jaded opinion on you know professional wrestling as a whole, and clearly Vince and the WWE. And you know, look, I get it. She lost her husband to that company. You know, but at the end of the day, like not not only are you punishing. Are you punishing Vince and company? You're punishing his family. You're punishing his fans, and you're and you're trying to basically erase his legacy. Yeah, it's not exploiting him at all. This is not that that would irks me more than anything. Uh, I'll compare I'll compare it to a military a a veteran. You 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 have a, a veteran who gave his life for his country. How do you how do you celebrate that person? You put a flag and you give a flag to his wife you have a 21 gun salute that's his legacy right or you bury him him or her and our international cemetery that's how you keep that legacy why can't you do the same thing with owen hart mm. yeah it's it's ridiculous it's not going to exploit him at all and uh, and you know we we, we understand that it, it there's a lot of of a lot of things got fucked up that night that that where she lost her husband, but at the same time, this is is something he deserves. I mean, he doesn't deserve it because he died in the ring. He deserves it because he put together a body of work that no one could predict could rival his brother. He he. I mean, just look at WrestleMania ten. That mm-hmm. match was fucking amazing, and it kicked off the night. Uh, the rest of the guys had to follow that and. And then we get Michaels and and Razor Ramon later, and then uh, Bret Hart wrestled again at the end of the night, right? Mm-hmm. He wrestled Yokozuna. Yokozuna, okay. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it it's we're beating a dead horse with that. Even though we we, I mean, I don't know if we've talked about it in depth. I mean, we've, I know Matt and I have kind of, you know, briefly mentioned how you know Owen should be in the Hall of Fame, but I don't know if we've ever really broke it down like that. Um, but yeah, the man's career spoke for itself. Yeah, 
uh, he definitely was hall. Well, he was definitely was Hall of Fame worthy. You look at the if you look at if you look at the talent that's in the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh God! Like if you can't freaking tell me that Owen Hart doesn't belong there, you're out of your damn mind. Exactly. Exactly. You have Mr. T in the Hall of Fame instead of Owen Hart. You have Coco Beware in the Hall of Fame. Enough said. Drew, yeah, you have, yeah, Drew, you exactly. Have Drew, you have Drew Carey in the Hall of Fame. I mean, like, like, look, all, I'm, I, look, I'm not trying to poke, poke fun at the celebrities. I'm yeah, talking strictly but... professional wrestling talent. Coco Beware is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. The one half of high energy, the wrong mm-hmm. half of high energy the wrong is half. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. That was Owen Hart and Coco Beware was high energy. Yep. And, and Coco's in and Owen's not. You know, c- come on, man. You know, she's got to let it go. She like. This isn't about Vince. This isn't about WWE. This is about this is about Owen the man and honoring the legacy that he had, and allowing fans to remember and embrace his career. And in in a way, it's almost like a way to emotion for fans to emotionally say goodbye to Owen yeah. that right. we never really got to be able to do. We never really had that closure. We, sure, we had the Raw after Over the Edge, you know, and that was emotionally traumatizing God, that was brutal. Um, but you know like after that it was kind of everything moved on the mm-hmm. wheels kept on turning mm-hmm. you, you know the fans never really got their moment to truly say goodbye to owen hart that would i feel be, like the hall of fame would be the perfect place to allow us to do that after eddie guerrero's hall of fame i think that would be the most emotional hall of fame oh, ever yeah oh absolutely no doubt. I would definitely, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about that. Johnny Gargano was recently interviewed by USA Today's for the win. Uh, talked about him and his wife Candice LeRae's Royal Rumble debuts, and Gargano said it was mind blowing. I can't believe I was actually in the Royal Rumble. It feels like it didn't even happen a couple of days ago. It doesn't even seem real. I'm such a huge wrestling fan, and the Royal Rumble is my favorite event. But to be able to share that with Candice and to be able to sit back and watch her live her dream is something I'll never forget. My mom actually came to take over, and I had to tell her, oh, you might want to stay an extra day. I think I'm in the Royal Rumble. So she stayed for the Rumble, and then Candice's parents, who were actually at TakeOver, stayed for the Rumble as well. So I was able to share it with her and share it with our families. And that's something we're going to be able to tell our kids years from now. Hey, hey, your parents were in the Royal Rumble together. It's amazing, man. Every day feels like a dream come true, so... Great stuff there. I think we mentioned it last week's episode. Aria Devaria snapped a picture of Johnny Gargano watching his wife enter the Rumble, and, and that was a truly sweet uh, sweet photo there. Uh, Seth Rollins did not work live events over the past weekend. John Pollock is, uh, uh, of PostWrestling.com is reporting that Rollins is dealing with an injury that will prevent him from being in a physical role for the next several weeks. Uh, PW Insider has confirmed that Rollins uh, was at Raw, which of course we saw. It's we well, he, he was we not shown on television. See. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, we didn't it, see. It's Roll, from what I've been told. Rollins is fine. Yeah, he's he's banged up. His back's hurt. His back is bothering him. WWE's not worried about it, but they're protecting their investment of the mm-hmm. of the, the of the main event of Raw for WrestleMania. You know, so clearly they need. Rollins doesn't need to be wrestling every week on the road to WrestleMania. The match with Brock is already set. So give the man, you know, the time off to rest and heal up. Um, be, so a, a simple injury 
does not become a worse, like, it can become a problem. And so, you know, a lot of people are suffering, like, AJ Styles has a hernia right now, but he still went out there and beat some ass on SmackDown tonight, but he wasn't in a match, you know, so, you know, it just, it all comes down to how they're going to smartly use these wrestlers on the road to WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and on top of that, we want that title off that part-time bitch. Part-time bitch. Or wait, what? you upgraded him, Matt. What is he now? Told you I'm not saying that on the air, sir. Oh, yeah. Part PTC. You've been trying to get me to say it on the air, and you know I'm not going to. To be honest, this time I was not trying to get you to say it on the air. I completely forgot what it was. That was a shoot, not a work. I think you're working yourself into a shoot. I'm trying. Uh, Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, they stayed quiet this week, didn't they? On Twitter? They didn't say anything, did they? Yeah. Uh, Ronda has something to do. No, I know. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeffy's <laughs> uh, sarcasm meter is not the best. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, uh, Becky, or, or Ronnie, Ronnie goes, unlike you, I don't give a damn about my reputation or how I'm rated. You claim you're carrying the WWE, but all you do is cut promos about me, give interviews about me, and tweet about me. You need a you need me to have a real chance to get that main event spot at WrestleMania and you know it. Woo woo woo. The man says I've had even though I've had just six single pay-per-view matches since my WWE re- uh, debut, I've changed this whole damn business. Overrated. The man is underrated AF. Yeah. That's only going to get heated up. Congratulations. Yeah. To Jay Lethal, as he has now broke the ROH record uh, for uh, combined days as world champion, passing Samoa Joe. That's crazy. I know. Samoa Joe held it for a combined, like, 630 or 650, I think. A long-ass time. (laughs) A long-ass time. And then you look at Pete Dunn's got that in one reign right now with the UK belt. Yep. You know, fuck with Dunn, brother. No, oh, the Bruiserweight's the boss, man. Uh, 2019 WrestleMania Access has been uh, partially announced. Uh, an exclusive pre-sale uh, goes on sale today as you're listening to the podcast Wednesday, February 6th at 10 a.m. Uh, I would assume that's Eastern. Use the code dot .com. Uh, VIP signing sessions for 190 bucks. It includes access admission, VIP entrance line, guaranteed place in line for signing, autograph, photo with the talent, and an 8x10 photo. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thursday night at 8 o'clock, Charlotte Flair. Friday at 6 o'clock, Ronda Rousey. Friday at 8 o'clock, Shane McMahon. Saturday at 8 a.m., Seth Rollins. Saturday at 10 a.m., Becky Lynch. That's probably going to sell out in a hurry. Sunday at noon, AJ Styles. VIP $125 includes uh, everything, all, all the above uh, that I just mentioned before. And uh, at 8 o'clock, the new day on Thursday. Banks and Bailey together at Friday at 1 o'clock. Miz and Maurice together Friday at 3 o'clock. Saturday, the new Daniel Bryan at 1 o'clock. 3 o'clock, Braun Strowman on Saturday. 6 o'clock on Saturday, Asuka. Uh, Saturday at 8 o'clock, the WWE and NXT Women's Champions. 
Uh, so, uh, or I'm sorry, the NXT men and women's champions. Let me. That was phrased a little weird on the press release. So basically, who win, whoever wins the titles at Takeover, uh, you'll get a uh, beat them both in this. And then at eight o'clock in the morning on Sunday, Dean Ambrose. Hey, hey, Dean, how you doing, buddy? Uh, better in about two weeks, or more like ninety days, right? Oh my! Uh, <laughs> from my understanding, he is not going to have a ninety day. No compete. Good. Why, now, why is that? The, the 90-day no compete clause, from my understanding, and this might be different from contract to contract, but uh, from a standard contract, from the way I've understand it, from how it's been explained to me, that the 90-day no compete only goes into effect when the contract is terminated early. Right. If you run through the course of your contract, the standard WWE contract, from my understanding, once the deal is up, and when, and when like the time has expired, you're free to go. The 90 day no compete only comes into play if you are released from your contract ahead of time. Well, yay or nay on double or nothing? I I think yay. Yeah, I definitely think yay. Cody's gonna pick up that phone on that last day. I can't get my pre ordered. Uh, how am I gonna buy it? Fight Network, I guess. Or what? Double or nothing? Pay per view. Yeah. I'll probably go. I'm probably just going to go standard pay per view, honestly, because I know Fight crashed for all in. Oh yeah, did, so, did, it, did it really? Yeah, I, I got, had a friend who ordered it through Fight and Fight crashed. So, and I had enough problems with Honor Club that night too. Uh, so, honestly, I'm probably just going to order it on standard pay per view. Oh, uh, I, I have, have to do that. I have a, I have Spectrum, Time Warner cable. So, so it was on all the cable systems for to buy. All in was. Yeah, all in what's on pay per view. Well, I watched it on the Honor Club, so I didn't fucking know. <laughs> I didn't yes, know. Because you fucking knew. We talked about it on the show, Jobber. I know, but pay per view, yeah. But I mean, does all companies carry it? I don't know. I didn't know Spectrum carried it. I don't. You know, does does it just Dish and Directv? Does cable carry? I don't know. I didn't know that, any of that. I mean, I just knew that I got it. I had I had Honor Club, so I wasn't worried about the pay per view part of it. So, uh. Impact Wrestling on uh, WrestleMania weekend. They're going to do a Twitch special from Rahway, New Jersey on Thursday, April 4th, entitled United We Stand. Uh, the main event of the show will be announced during Friday's episode of Impact Wrestling on the Trivial Pursuit Network. The African Trivial Pursuit Network. You like, you like that? Oh, uh, my. Uh, as I just mentioned a, a few minutes ago, the show has moved from Queens to New Jersey to make things easier for talents uh, working MLW earlier that evening to avoid the curfew for the New York State Athletic Commission, which we all know is hard-ass from the UFC things. Uh, and finally, for the headlines, raw ratings drop $2.5 million, uh, your usual drop in the third hour. Hot for not, I don't think I don't think people were happy with what they saw at the start of the show. Trash. I don't I don't think they were happy about Becky being suspended. I think a lot of people tuned out. Yep, and, 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 because everybody said, "Oh, here it is. Here's the comes the Charlotte bullshit. I don't want anything to do with this." And they turned the show off. Yep, I really and truly believe that because the show decreased in viewership throughout the three hours. It did. So they they did it to themselves. They did. Yeah, nobody to blame but themselves. They did it to themselves. Uh, we are at live did it for the rock. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Keish. Uh, live from Portland, Oregon, 
episode 1340 of Monday Night Raw. As we, as we just mentioned, Stephanie McMahon and Becky Lynch kicked it off. Uh, I'll tell you this much. I liked the dynamic between the two women. But, I mean, this is clearly copy and paste of Stone Cold and Vince, right? I'm not. I'm not the only one seeing this. <laughs> well, no, that's no. But I don't have a problem with that. You don't? Okay. I, I, no. Why, why would I have a problem with them turning Becky Lynch into Stone Cold Steve Austin? I don't have an issue with that at all. It's what did that, I tell you? What, it's what did I tell you a while I'm ta- back? I'm, I'm talking about. I'm not. It's not. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that they suspended her like they did with Austin. Maybe it'll lead to some good television, but no, I don't know. The, the suspension was bullshit, and and Austin really. No, I I don't. That to me, the, the suspension was done in order to uh, do the stupid storyline to weasel Charlotte into this spot, which fucking annoys me because I mean Becky's not even hurt. Um, and the funny thing is, if you paid attention, the the knee brace that they have that they have her wearing, um, the uh, the knee brace that she was wearing on Raw, in mm. when they went back and they showed the highlights from. The rumble. She was clutching the other knee. The other knee. Oh no! So it's a I mean, trap. Oh no! It's, it's that they're, they're already. You know, they've already fucked up the it's, the storyline in that race. It's, it's that it's um, that it's that devastating traveling knee injury goes from one knee to the other. Oh man! It's it, those are hard to those are hard to get through, man. Yeah, but I'm I'm just to to me it's just it's a bunch of it's a bunch of bullshit. Well, on top of that, she hopped out of that um, ring pretty pretty not as gingerly tonight too. On SmackDown, if you notice. Yeah, so I, I just think people, people are, you know, people are losing their minds. Um, and I, you know, I did not, I did not like the segment last night either. But I think we all just need, a, we're look, we're two months out from WrestleMania, and I think at this point we all just need to accept the fact that whether we like it or not, Charlotte's getting added to this match. Um, and at the end of the day, I guess as long as Becky still wins, I guess it really doesn't fucking matter. Um, but I'm not fucking happy about it. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's 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 just to the point right now. It's just something we need to accept yeah. that it's going to be happening, and nothing you know. There, there's nothing we can do about it. Pretty much like we had to accept. Lesner, so, pretty much like we had to accept Lesnar as Universal Champion for so fucking long. Yeah, because Vince does what he wants to do, whether we whether we want it or not. I, I never want to hear another promo that we're in charge and we're the authority and all this other horseshit that they spewed at us in December. As you turn people heel that people want to cheer and you force feed talents down our throats that we don't want to see in the positions you wish to put them in. Uh, you and, know, and, and, and then we, and then we get heel. The matter is we have no choice, but we have to accept it. And then, and then we get heel Triple H again tonight. That was weird. I, I, lo- I love the segment, though, but it, it was, was good. Still, it, was yeah, it was good. But, but uh, I mean, that's, not, that's not a change, though. They were. That's no change. That's not radically changing what the what they were doing with the WWE. And at the same, at the same token. To be fair, Becky egged Triple H on mm-hmm. with with yeah. the comments on with the comments on Stephanie, and that's what yeah. turned. That's what put Triple H in the heel mode. And that was great. Honestly, was at the great, end of the day, it? Triple H was just defending his wife. The look, the look, so, on her, the look on the look on Becky's face was so good. Yeah, I, the, the I thought the segment on SmackDown was amazing, and the segment on Raw sucked ass. Well, uh, uh, let's go back to Raw though. Uh, uh, yeah, well, let's let's quickly get through Raw because it sucked, and we don't really need to give it any more. <laughs> we don't need to give it any much more attention than it already got on Monday night. 
the, the physicality with Becky Lynch attacking Steph was cool, though, at least, right? Yeah, it was pretty good. That was the I like the, like the attacks on the security guards more, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and then Ron the hypocrite Rousey. Uh, yeah, let's get to that. Out afterwards, you, 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 you just... You go and you attack Stephanie and the security and you get suspended and you're being unprofessional. Roddy, you just did this shit six months ago, woman. Exactly. You freaking got yourself suspended for sure doing the exact same fucking shit. Exactly. And you're going to stand there and tell somebody it's unprofessional. Not to like, mention she has had to add the word bitch. Okay. Uh, ice Advil ice and Advil, bitch. bitch. Like, uh, don't, get, don't get me wrong. I like Rhonda, but that... that the that, way that they're booking her right now makes her look like a moron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's honestly she sounds it, like a fourteen year old good. high school girl. I guess that's a decent way to put it. I wouldn't have put it that way, but I get I get where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, that's, that's that's what she sounds. She sounds like a high school girl going like, a tantrum. That's the TVPG way of I guess putting it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, Ronda was on her way out to the ring as she took on um, uh, Liv Morgan first. That went two minutes, and then challenged Sarah Logan. That went about two minutes, and then. Uh, challenged Ruby Riot, and uh, she said, "Nope." I, I'm guessing that's going to be our Chamber or uh, Fast Lane Women's Championship that uh, Ronda will win on the way to WrestleMania. And and I wouldn't mind uh, uh, seeing a Ronda Ruby match. I think it'll be good. Uh, four quarters. Oh yeah, we're def- we might even get that at the Chamber. Yeah, I'm thinking or, or, or Fast Lane. We're- you know, whatever. I. I, I think that match is big enough that they should put that on a pay per view and not just and oh, not just a oh, throwaway. I, I, I think it will be. I think it will be because I know Ruby's done a tremendous job on the main roster, and, and I think they're going to reward her with. Uh, it's going to be either Chamber or Fast. I, I hesitate on Chamber just for the fact that Jesus Christ, it's already two weeks away. But that WWE works like that too. So you know, they'll, let they'll, me ask you. Let me ask you guys both this: that promo that she cut in Gorilla. Do you guys actually think that that was? Her putting Ronda over as a heel, or do you think that was just pretty much Ruby's not trying to be in a fight with Ronda? See, I, I've seen both ways. People discuss it online. Um, me personally, um, I felt it was just her making excuses as to why she wasn't getting in the ring with Ronda. But I can also see other people's, you know, point of view sticking with her on. Girls. On how she was being, yeah, she was more concerned with her, uh, with her, um, her friend, Riot Squad stablemates than she was with Ronda. Yeah, and, and that's and how I, I that's that how I took it too. I, and I think I would have taken it that way more had she not stepped up on the apron first mm. and acted like she was going to get in the rain, and then cowered down and walked away. True. Had she just walked up with walked up the ramp with them maybe i would have seen it more on a face-like fashion but to me she came off as a cowardly heel and she was making excuses as to why she didn't get in the ring with ronda that's how i took it but i definitely honestly that's something i can see both sides on gotcha okay sasha and bailey interviewed by charlie caruso she mentioned their failure failures against ronda rousey they talk about how they're a team and as a team they are the best, and that's when Alicia Fox and Nikki Cross showed up to talk trash. And, uh, you know, we all know what's going to happen there later. Uh, four Corners tag match. Winner gets a shot at, at uh, the glorious Bobby Roode and Chad Gable for the tag titles. Uh, B-team house party, revival machinery. No, no surprise that the revival won here. But, hey, the, the heavy machinery is winning over the crowd, though, so that's, that's good to see, especially Otis. I'm not going to do it this week. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> uh, 
Kentucky. There it is. Fucker. Fucker. There it is. I don't want to. I don't want to disappoint Mark Cho. So someone kick JB in the dick. I'm ding home, ding ding. I'm home alone, so good luck. Where's uh, the dog? Where's the dog? The dog will pounce. They're upstairs, and I've got a gate to the basement. So, <laughs> damn it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, to, oh, uh, by the way, uh, Big E welcomed Tucker and Otis to the the short name shortened club today on Twitter. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> uh, they're they're doing good. They're doing good with what they're given. I mean, the crowd's popping for them. So. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how serious. You know, I'd I'd love to see a, a run eventually with these guys because they're talented. With that, they've got some great tag team moves. Uh, you know, but we've we, we saw how they debuted. But I mean, look how EC3 debuted too. I mean, fuck, terrible debut. We still haven't heard from him yet. Do we finally hear from him next week? By the way, sidebar on SmackDown. Do we finally okay. get EC3 with a fucking mic next week, please. Who knows, man? Uh, after Who that, knows? After that tag match, uh, Kurt Hawkins was shown backstage watching the match, and Zack Ryder said, next time we'll be here, be there in that match. And, and Hawkins wondered how Ryder could trust him as a partner. And Zack said, hey, they spelled my name wrong last week. Well, Ryder even spelled his name wrong when he tried to say it. But, hey, props to Ryder. He recovered well. Played it off as being actually. Flustered. I thought that helped. I thought that helped the overall thing. Uh, it did. It did. He did a great job of recovering there, and I, I, I think I told Matt this. I don't know if I. I it might have been the group chat, but I think I told both you guys this. Like, this was like one of the best things to happen on Raw was the 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 further development of of Hawkins and Ryder as a team. And I'm not lying, am I? That was one of the not better, at all. That was one of the better things to happen on Raw this week. And that was like a yeah. Two I'm definitely thing. taking it. Uh. So Ryder said, hey, they can't spell my name. We're both losers. So you can't get lower than we are right now. Hey, we started training together. We signed together. We're the youngest tag team champions ever as the Major Brothers. We were the Edge Heads. We'll get it together. And seriously, this, this is a story to root for. I, I bet you they win. They win. A, they win. They probably win the kickoff show match at WrestleMania. They probably, they, they're probably not going for the titles at Mania. Maybe they do. Maybe it's these guys in the revival. I would like to hope so. I like. I mean, I would like to see them. As, if not the revival, I would like to see them take the titles off of Ruda and Gable. Yeah, I honestly think the revivals. Well, shit. You never know. I mean, with the contract situation, but maybe WWE talked them off the ledge and said, "Hey, we're going to give you the titles, and you're going to have a Mania match. Are you happy?" They yeah. told them to give them three months when they requested their release. So, we'll see where things stand in three months. So we could we could be seeing a revival, Hawkins Ryder, and and that actually, <laughs> for the fact that we don't get much meaningful raw tag team action, uh, this could be the makings of a, a good feud. I think with 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 those two teams. So uh, remains to be seen. Uh, Kurt Angle came out. He had an announcement. They were teasing he was going to retire. I, we all knew better about that um but uh he mentioned his recent downfalls with drew mcintyre in november and baron corbin last week but uh then comes baron corbin to interrupt and uh drew mcintyre interrupted shortly after uh they surrounded to act like they're gonna jump angle but braun Strowman made the save and uh chase the chase the heels off and angle and Strowman, that's kind of a cool cool 
team there, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, that's probably going to be a, a tag match at Chamber, huh? Maybe. Uh, yeah, something to fill the card. Um, they showed a video package of Lesnar and Seth Rollins, or Lesnar beating up Seth Rollins, obviously, is a way to kind of keep that fresh in your mind since Rollins was not on the show this week. Um, Fox and Cross attacked Banks and Bailey before the match even began. Uh, but we all know that, that Banks and Bailey were not losing that match. We did not see Sasha at all. She's, I guess, dealing with a little bit of an injury. Um, but uh, Yeah, she's not cleared at the moment. Bailey got the roll-up after five minutes. No surprise that they're moving on to the chamber. Was that match only five minutes? It felt a lot longer than that. It did feel longer than that. Well, that's because of the pre-match attack. Bell to bell, five uh, It felt it felt so much longer than five minutes. Yeah, bell, bell to bell says five minutes here. So that's crazy. All right. N- next up is uh, Jeff Jarrett and Elias. Now, part of me liked it because it was kind of cool to see the nostalgia, but at the same time, in the back of my mind, it's like this is what Vince does every year where instead of showcasing the people that have been there all year long, we get stuff like this on the road to WrestleMania because WrestleMania is no longer about wrestling. It's an entertainment spectacular. So I was torn. Half of me kind of enjoyed it, and half of me hated, half of me hated it. What, what, what did you guys think? I was cool with it at the Rumble, and it was cute next day on Raw, but it shouldn't have went past that. Yeah, I'm already over now. Uh, Jarrett, Jarrett's a backstage talent. He should not be. And, and if they want to make him an active in-ring competitor, fine. But don't put the road dog with him. Yeah, uh, so it's like a DX combination. And He's the, doing... worst part, the worst part about it was that by doing what they did after the match, it leads you to believe that this feud isn't oh, over. It's not over, no. Right. And that's the worst. And honestly, that's the worst part. And uh, what what Matt's talking about is a uh, uh, road dog suckered Elias in to allow Jarrett to uh, hit a guitar shot, but uh, that that guitar didn't sell. But it sold as much as uh, as many records as Jeff Jarrett did with that song. Probably, that's what I would say. Um, again, another. What the fuck are they doing? You know, turn Elias heel. I'd been begging for him to turn him face, and it was getting a good reaction. Well, can't have that, pal. Uh, Natalia's in her locker room, and Data Brooke was talking about, uh, uh, sorry about what happened last week, and and Natalia was on her uh, earbuds, but Dana Brooke took it as uh, she was ignoring her, so... Dana's going to go try to get a match with her next week. Hey, three weeks in Atlanta, Georgia. Ric Flair's birthday celebration. Woo! Uh, Probably, match-wise, the highlight of the night was probably Ballard and Leo Rush, would you say? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I will say that. In in ring. It's cool to see. I wish it would have been longer. This one eight minutes, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, actually would, would like to see, let folks see what Leo can actually do. Yeah, it, yeah. I would have liked to see a health, a healthy Ballard and 
Leo actually have like a real match. Oh yeah, it, it, it went eight minutes, I say, but it, it also had a commercial in between, so you didn't see as much. But yeah, I mean, it's still it's kind of cool to see Leo Rush being featured on Raw, and they're not and they're letting him wrestle too. So we're all fans of Leo Rush, so we're we're all happy that that's happening for him. Uh, Balor got the coup de gras after eight minutes. Um, Lashley tried. Lashley got kicked out in the middle of the match. Uh, returned to attack Balor, but Balor got out of dodge. Uh, Paige's music hits. Nice little pop for her as uh, she's pimping the Fighting for My Family movie. Um, that comes out in theaters February 22nd, so just in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, I I hope it's a good movie. It, it seems like it's going to be... It's been reviewed well. It seems like it's yeah, going to it be... Is. You know, in... In like yeah, good reviews on the tomatoes of Rotten right now. To, uh, you know, in, in like a, a character on that movie that I, I really like would like to see. Uh, you know, it, Paige's dad looks like he he looks like he was casted really well. <laughs> he just looks. <laughs> like, oh man, but uh, I'm excited to to see this movie. Uh, a moment of bliss apparently is a thing. We get that again this week, and uh, apparently the the main theme of a moment of bliss is everybody interrupts the show. Uh, her her main guest was E C three and apparently Alexa Bliss has a crush on the one percenter. Uh, he was getting ready to cut a promo when Nia Jax interrupts with Tamina, and then Dean Ambrose comes out because he's pissed at what Nia did to him last week, and uh, Ambrose says, "Oh, it's obvious Nia has a huge crush on Dean." Right, right in front of his wife too. Maybe it'd be funny. If Renee comes out and slaps Nia Jax back into the performance center. Right, Matt. That's where she needs to be. Ambrose was pretty fucking funny here because I think he's in deli gaff mode. And if you don't know what that means, ask Shannon Moore. Uh, Ambrose asked where uh, EC one and EC two. If you don't know who Shannon Moore is, look it up. Look it up. He's a good wrestler. Uh, was I don't think he wrestles anymore, or does? Yeah, he? I think he's I don't retired. think he does. I think he's done. Uh. He also asked if he's a Creed fan because EC3 looks like a Creed fan. Uh, he wondered why he hangs backstage like a Chippendale dancer instead of going to the ring. And EC3 just had enough and punched Ambrose. Uh, led to a match which took uh, all of, th- of two minutes for EC3 to beat Dean Ambrose, which is no surprise because Dean Ambrose is going to do the J-O-B on the way out the D-O-R. So, uh, hey, EC3 wins his debut match on Raw, I guess. So that's, that's a plus, right? I would think so, yeah. Cool. Uh, main event, Angle, Cora, uh, Angle and Strowman against McIntyre and Corbin ended in the most fucked up, stupid way possible. Uh, yeah, this made no fucking sense. I don't know. I'm not even going to get into it. That's how stupid it was. Good. Let's move on. SmackDown. Fuck off Raw. Everett Washington is your spot for SmackDown Live. We kick off things with Charlotte Flair, the queen, coming to the ring. And uh, she says the only thing more dangerous than ignorance is arrogance, and that got the best of Becky Lynch, and it got her suspended. She hopes My Becky's God. she hopes Becky's okay for WrestleMania. Bull, bullshit. Uh, but she, Charlotte goes, oh, I do know somebody that's a hundred percent healthy and love to face Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. I bet you do, con. And uh, oh, see, you say it there. <laughs> he said it, but you won't say it to Lesnar. Wow. My bad. Charlotte point, 
Charlotte points to the WrestleMania sign because that's what you do. Sorry, I got pissed. My Be- bad. Becky Lynch made yeah, a way. You got me all annoyed from the fucking going over Raw that I didn't want to fucking go over. And now I'm all annoyed, so it's your fault. Hey, we, we spent most of the time on the good parts and skipped over a lot of the bad parts. We spent more time on Raw than it deserved. <laughs> uh... Becky Lynch made her way. My apologies to people. I did not. I did not mean to blurt that out. Uh, Becky Lynch makes her way out through the crowd, uh, and uh, Charlotte says it's one thing to take her dad's catchphrase, but uh, it, it takes a lot to steal Roman Reigns' entrance. And um, har har har. She's so funny. And. Uh, Becky gets in the ring, but uh, real quickly, Adam Pierce and, and security and, and referees try to break it up. Triple H's music hits, tells Becky to go home because she's suspended. <clears throat> Says, go see a doctor if you want your suspension lifted. And Charlotte making fun of Becky, Triple H goes, get the fuck out of here. This doesn't concern you. I wish he would have said I, that. I, 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 wish, I wish the rest of this road to WrestleMania wouldn't concern her either. <laughs> Hunter says, <sighs> Hunter says this is one. between him and Becky. If you want to go to WrestleMania, face Ronda Rousey, see the doctor and get cleared. Becky says she doesn't trust Hunter any or anyone. DTA, baby. What? I don't blame her. Hunter says uh, Becky doesn't have to trust it. It is what it is. See the doctor, get medically, medically cleared. Ronda Rousey. Until then, go home. As Triple H gets uh, leaving the ring. Becky goes, oh, how, how is Steph? Was she medically cleared after she punched her in the face? Yeah, Hunter turns around real quick, and I I see it all now. You know, I bought into that I'm the man crap like everyone else. You're not the man. You're just a self-destructor, afraid, afraid of failure. You can stand there with that smug look on your face, but you know I'm right. You're looking for a way out of this. When you scratched and clawed your way to the pinnacle of your career... You got your match at Survivor Series. You came out to Raw and recklessly found a way to get out of the match. You knew it was a suicide mission, and you did it. You came out the next night and claimed to be a martyr. And uh, you, you said you were in medical prison because it was a convenient excuse. Now you scratch and claw your way to get back to WrestleMania. And here we are with another convenient excuse, looking for a way out. The truth is you're afraid, you're scared. That's what this is all about. You're afraid to go to the doctor, scared of what they'll say. Hunter says, I don't believe the doctor's going to say you're injured. You're scared that they're going to say you're cleared for WrestleMania. And you can face Ronda Rousey. And you're afraid of that at WrestleMania. Ronda Rousey will expose you for the fraud that you are. And Becky slaps Hunter. They had a tremendous stare down. That was a tremendous stare down, wasn't it? I thought it was great. Becky smiles, walks away, and... That was it. Great, great opening segment, huh, boys? I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I yeah, thought it was awesome. good shit. Well, odd booking one hundred and one. Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura are on the same page now. Do you think this is the tag team going forward? Unfortunately, like, I hope not. Like, but I think I think it's a terrible thing for both of these guys. There, they should both. Honestly, they should be both. Uh, main event level heels or faces within this company, and instead we're going to stick them in a fucking tag team. I mean, they could easily be facing each other for the WWE Championship right now. 
You're correct. Uh, they take on Gallows and Anderson. I was worried it would be like a two-minute squash. Thankfully, it was a, le- a fairly lengthy match, and, and, and both all four guys looked good in it. Uh, they further showed how now Lana is now on the side of Nakamura, which, again, fucking weird. But anyways. Uh, Nakamura broke up the Magic Killer and uh, gave Gallows the Kinsasha. Anderson with a sweet-ass flying boot on uh, on Nakamura, though. That was a pretty cool move, but... Rusev hits the Machka kick and gets the win. Uh, Mustafa Ali cut a promo as he's facing Randy Orton later on in the night. Page with a tape segment talking about fighting for my family. Uh, next week, we got Mick Miz TV now as Shane McMahon and Miz are going to both co-host. And they will have their opponents at the Elimination Chamber, the Usos, next week. Uh, that led to the Usos cutting a pretty good promo on the uh, the new tag team champions. I, I really dig the Uso promos. Randy Orton himself cut a promo saying he's not going to learn to bother his opponent's na- uh, learning his opponent's name tonight because, like so many other previous opponents, he, he just sees he sees faces, not names, and he'll leave bodies on the way of becoming WWE champion. So that led to 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 Randy Orton, Mustafa Ali once again, you know. How many times have we got to say uh, Mustafa Ali showing that he belongs up here and, and doing a hell of a job? And, and he had a good match with Thornton here, didn't he? Yeah, he did pretty well. I thought it was a great match. I really enjoyed it. Uh, uh, Orton kind of countering the 054 into an RKO. Again, shows you how great the RKO is. Just uh, that uh, the ways that Orton can do that. Uh, tremendous end of the match. Uh, Orton got the win after the match, though. Samoa Joe came out and attacked Orton, put him in the Coquina Clutch, uh, then kicked Ali to the floor. Daniel Bryan comes out with Eric Rowan, and uh, Joe stares down Daniel on the way to the ring. Actually, as he was going to approach Bryan, though, Eric Rowan came out and stood in between. Joe cut a promo after the commercial saying tonight, we learned a lesson. Physics work different in this world. And uh, what you learned about the extreme reaction, Randy Orton. The Elimination Chamber will be different. It'll be about devastation, esservation, and domination. And that ends with Joe holding the title over his head. Cut to Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan in the ring. And uh, he says, finally, I get to talk to people who understand what I'm trying to do. His own people in, in Washington. The great state of Washington. Uh, how was it that they uh, announced him the greatest man ever from Washington or something like that? The hometown hero or something along those lines. I don't. I don't honestly remember what, exactly what they said. Uh, Brian cuts another great promo as he's done as a heel here, and uh, uh, Rowan actually gets a little time on the mic and, and says that great thinkers like himself and Daniel Bryan. They're considered dangerous because of their ideas. Their ideas have good intentions, but that's why people fear them. They especially fear Daniel Bryan because he holds that title. And uh, then Daniel jumps in as, as people are wanting Rowan. Don't, don't what Rowan. Yeah, they're going to listen to you, Daniel. Daniel calls himself the planet's champion. And Lana just Buried in the car. Uh, Lana just buried Naomi on Twitter. Oh, totally going full blown heel. You know, I you know I called the six teams for the women's elimination chamber, mm-hmm. 
And I said that the 16 would be Naomi and Lana, but mm-hmm. they turned Lana heel. Mm-hmm. So they clearly they had to put somebody else in that spot. But Lana just tweeted, what in the flying crap? I just threw up in my mouth over 1,700,000 times. So much for having – so much for me having Naomi's back every weekend on every live event. When you think you have friends like at Naomi WWE and then she picks another, what a pathetic joke this team is. Glad at WWE Mandy Rose pinned you. <laughs> well, I guess that, that, might be our, that might be our future SmackDown match. Um, Next match of the evening, triple threat. Winner goes to the Elimination Chamber for the women's tag match. Carmella and Naomi, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville in the Iconics. I really thought the Iconics would get the win here, but at the same time, I, I don't mind that Mandy and, Son- Mandy and Sonya got the win here. Uh, See, I actually, I actually thought Naomi and Carmella were going to get the win, which just because they right. were the new team and they were trying to establish them as a team, yeah. I thought they were going to get the win. But I was pleasantly surprised that they did not. Yeah, all the all those new teams got 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 jobbed. Uh, you know, and, and, and yeah, but that team's in the chamber, so I thought they'd want to put them over a little bit. True. But uh, you know, I, I, right now I'm going to say Mandy and Sonya. I just do. I think they're overselling Sasha and Bailey winning this so much. I, I think the only way Sasha and Bailey don't win those tag titles is if heaven forbid Sasha doesn't get cleared in time for the chamber. God, I just think they're overselling it so much that a heel is going to be the first champion. I think, and I think Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville are going to come out of the chamber right right now. That's what I feel. That's Dude, if you don't if you don't count Naomi and Carmella, every single team in the Elimination Chamber are heels. Well, true. That's true. Yeah, well, I'm saying that Bailey and Sasha aren't winning, so. Yeah, but if you have if you have a face team win the titles first, then you have a whole bunch of heel opponents to work with. If a heel tag team wins, they hardly have anybody you to have work one with. Face to work with. Yeah, like because I don't think Naomi and Carmella are staying together as a tag team. So if a heel team wins first. The only person they had the feud with is Sasha and Bailey. Yeah, I, I I think Sasha and Bailey are winning those titles, man. And I truly think the only way they the only way they don't win them is if Sasha somehow doesn't get cleared in time for Chamber. I mean, and, and I would my heart would honestly break for both of them if that if that's the way it went down. And, and I said it on Twitter both last night and tonight. I go, should they win? Yes. Will they win? I don't think so. I just do not feel like they're gonna. I don't. I don't. Uh, main event of the evening. Well, first, before that ends, Ready C and Elmas cut a promo uh, uh, about Rey Mysterio. I am wondering if we get some kind of. I, I said it on Twitter. Uh, I would love if this goes to Russell. I mean, if if Ray does not fight Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, I would. I would as magical as they've been in the ring. I would not have Andrade and Ray in the ring again until Mania and have it an Iron Man match. I would love to see that. There's no way they give an hour of time to those two guys no, at half the greatest hour. stage of them all. Half hour. Then it's not an Iron Man match. Well, I'm, they, so uh, tired, I'm so tired of hearing that I shit. Know, it's know. not a fucking Iron Man match. An Iron Man match is 60 minutes. I know. Stop with this 30-minute bullshit. I know. I know. I agree. I understand. Uh, Stop patronizing me, JB. NXT, <laughs> NXT did thirty minute Iron Man, so I mean, even they're doing it. So I think it's dumb. Uh, then main event: Jeff Hardy, Daniel Bryan, hell of a match. Uh, obviously, just as Jeff's going to win, Rowan pulls out Hardy for the DQ, and it, it almost felt like this was the go home show to the Chamber because everybody from the Chamber showed up, right? 
Yeah. Oh, I liked it because if you watched Raw, you didn't you didn't know the Chamber was a week and a half away. Yeah. You know, at least they actually covered like the lead up to the pay per view with uh um with SmackDown tonight. And and how great was Brian's interview in Gorilla afterwards? He was so angry. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, Brian uh, talking to I, I think it was Kayla Braxton was interviewing, and uh, he, he re re. Uh, iterated that uh that rowan is not his bodyguard it's his intellectual peer sure whatever helps you sleep at night brian the new daniel bryan will be champion forever because that is what the planet needs hack the planet uh yeah and matt said it on the podcast last week i mean if they're making a belt he's gonna hold it for a while i and i really truly believe that i to me it it you, you don't put that time and investment into that championship if he's not holding that title for a while. Do you think it's AJ numbers? No, I think maybe like SummerSlam. Okay. Well, we've been uh, we've been busting our asses the last month with basically I think at least three weeks in a row we've been giving you long ass shows, three hours. So uh, uh, we we kind of cooled it off this week. Not 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 as much to discuss or debate. So uh, we are coming to a, a little bit of an end. So, uh, you know, that's going to be it for, for this edition of Lost in the Midcard. We'll be back at you next week. Uh, I believe next week. We're going to do next week, guys, episode 200, or are we going to de- to be determined? Mm, we should do it. Next week? Yes. Episode 200 is next week. Uh, once again, thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes and all your favorite podcasting apps. What you got to do is hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way every Wednesday. Also keep an eye out for any special uh, editions of Lost in the Midcard throughout the year. You can also subscribe to us on the YouTube. The links to all that are on our social media. Go to Facebook.com slash Lost in the Midcard. Also, go to our Twitter page at LITMC Podcast. Not only do we have our our subscription links there, but we also share a lot of the great tweets from all over the wrestling world. Daryl is on the Twitter at no one like D. Matt is on the Twitter at at Raw F Showtime. I am on the Twitter at JB Huskers. Give us all a follow, and uh, before we ride off into the sunset and look forward to episode two hundred, Daryl, what are your final thoughts? Looking forward to episode two hundred as well as this Thursday with AEW Ticket Rally. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, we're going to have something to talk about next week with uh, episode 200, uh, uh, barring that we're going to do it next Wednesday. We actually have to do it next Wednesday because we got to talk about the, t- the ticket rally. So that's going to be a lot of fun and, and some surprises. And, and if it's anything like Jacksonville, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Matt, uh, what are your final thoughts? Ooh. Um. Hmm. Don't really have any this week, to be quite honest. So just take care and spike your hair then, right? Woo-woo-woo. <laughs> you know it. For Daryl, for Matt, this is Jeremy. Thank you for tuning in to Lost the Midcard, and we will catch you next week, next Wednesday, episode 200.